On today's show, we're going to talk about how to properly develop your service technician. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's show, I want to share an awesome video with you regarding our LEAD 2020 virtual conference coming up at the end of September. You know, September is always a great time to refocus, and this conference will give you the tools and the motivation to do just that. Make sure you get signed up today at LEAD2020EVENT.COM. you should always go back and revisit decisions, you also can't be afraid to move forward. All great sustainable organizations have a culture of passion, meaning, and purpose. But what helps elevate us to inspire others to be at their very best? is a mirror of the leader. People do not lead jobs, they lead leaders. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Now, whether you're training a fresh technician out of school or you're hiring a technician that was at another company, it's super important to be constantly developing them as professionals. Developing your people is crucial to the overall success of your company. In this segment, Gary Alex is going to dive into the specifics of how you develop service technicians. Hi, welcome back to EGIA, Contractor University. I'm Gary Alex, and today we're going to talk about technicians, selling, and communications. And specifically, we're going to chat about how to actually take a service technician and develop a service technician from wherever they are at the moment to what we want them to actually become as a communications and selling technician. Uh, so we could have a maintenance technician that's uh, ground zero that we're just hiring in. Or we could have a technician that comes to us from another company that's been experienced. And what we need to do is be able to develop them and transform their particular work into the client experience work that we want our company brand promise to deliver. Uh, so the technician might be fantastic at a lot of different skills, but they don't know how we do it. So our particular form of how we deliver customer experience, how we want to run a perfect service call, or how we want to do it as a business, it's incumbent upon us as service managers or business owners to be able to hand that deliverable to a group of people, a technician individual or a service group and say, hey, this is, this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is the deliverable. This is the client experience that we want. So the question at hand is how do we develop the technicians? How do we develop our service business around that principle? Uh, it's a one-time kind of a development process, so um, a lot like financial departmentalization. 
it's kind of a pain to sit down and actually map that out, figure it out, because you're really thinking about uh, critically what I need to deliver. And once you do that, though, uh, the rest of it then it reverse engineers, meaning that once I know what my deliverable is going to be, I have to then benchmark the training, uh, the assessments. And that's really what this video is about, is how to assess an existing person or existing technician and then determine how do I move them down the continuum over time uh, because it's going to take time to train and develop any individual. It just doesn't matter who you are. If I, if I don't know what I don't know about your company, and I'm a maintenance technician, and I come into your world, um, I'm engaged, and I want to learn how you want to do it, but that's going to take time and development and training and so forth. So the assessment side of it for us as a business is about figuring out what do you have right now, what do we need, and then there's a gap. And so our job is then to create that development path. So a couple different things. I'm going to take you over to the whiteboard lab. I'm going to break down some structural items, and then uh, we'll come back into the studio and we'll discuss sort of how to move this uh, down the continuum over time. And it's an ongoing process. Obviously, uh, as we grow a company, we're going to be bringing in people. We're going to be developing organically and so forth. So let's go over to the whiteboard. Let's take a look at some ideas. All right, so first and foremost, the first question in the development and the assessment side of a technician is, uh, what exactly is the role of a service technician? So if you go to the site, uh, you will see um, there's about a 15-page manual there on the role of a service technician. And so it extends into client experience. It extends into sales process, communication, uh, the technical capabilities to fix the repairs, um, you know, just uh, engagement, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, on time, propriety, those types of things, just understanding the nature of being a professional. So that discussion sets up the conversation that we're having here, which is what does your company want the role of the technician to be? It's imperative that as a service manager or as a business owner that you actually do have a role description and that you do define what it is that you expect from your team. If you don't tell the service technician what that is, they're going to do their own thing. And that might be fantastic. It might be ad hoc. Uh, some things might be good. Some things might not be to your standard. Or you might get somebody that just you know, wants to do it their own way. And that creates an inconsistency. And so as you build your business, that inconsistency is going to cause problems both for you, for the clients, and generally speaking, for price objections and just the deliverable and the client experience won't be the same. So what we're looking for is a true definition of the role. So one of the things that we're going to talk about is, well, what do you want the deliverable to be? And then how do you want that deliverable to occur? So things like task times, understanding you know, how we want to interface with the client, the discussions of service agreements, how long you want somebody to stay in a selling model. You know, is 45 minutes to an hour enough time to decide the customer is probably going to make a transaction or they're probably not going to make a transaction. It's time to move on to the next call. So it's important that you as a business define some of those characteristics. If you don't define those, then you're, you're going to end up with that ad hoc discussion. So I also have up here the, the three areas that make somebody successful. And so this is for our service technicians to reinforce the principles that talent and DNA matter. Okay, So obviously, you can't make me taller. You can't make me run faster. I mean, to a degree that my DNA allows me to do that, yes. But obviously, I'm not going to beat Usain Bolt in a 100-meter dash at this point. I have limitations on my DNA. 
Uh, obviously, Usain Bolt, he has limitations on his DNA as well. So we all have a certain talent. The question is, as a service manager or a business owner, how do we maximize the development of that talent? That's the conversation we're having right now. How do I get the most out of you as a man or a woman who's in this business as a professional? How do I create the opportunities for you to realize that you have more, you can deliver more, therefore you can get paid more, therefore you can be more successful? And the answer then lies in the three Ds. That's your dedication as a service technician to understanding that you can, in fact, do better at communication and sales. Now, over here, we've got the list out of what the sales process looks like. But if you're not dedicated to learning that, and uh, you would rather uh, you know, play video games, not that video games are bad, but if you would rather play video games than spend time learning your craft, that has a consequence to it. So it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It just means that where you spend your time, what your dedication is to learning your profession, has a direct outcome on your success pattern. Uh, so if you don't care about you know, making $100,000 a year in compensation, then that's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't complain about not getting paid. Um, if, in fact, you want to get paid more, you have to look at this as a, as a service technician and say, what am I doing? within my framework to dedicate myself to get better. Hopefully, if you're doing that and the company's compensation systems are set up properly and the reward systems are there, you will earn up. And that leads to then the desire to improve and the desire to change. So if we don't understand some of these areas of the sales process and you don't have the desire to learn, that's OK too. But again, as a service technician, you need to understand that unless you engage, unless you really have that desire to get better at your work and your craft, that the company itself isn't just going to hand you transactions and money. They're going to treat you with meritocracy in mind, which means that the highest performing selling technician or the highest performing technician of the group is going to get the opportunities because Michael Jordan is just better with the basketball in his hand at the end of the game than pretty much anybody else. You know, LeBron, Kobe, just go through the list of great players of all time. Uh, you know, what you're really talking about is these guys have mastered these techniques in terms of their profession. The desire was there. You know, Larry Bird, Michael Johnson, uh, or uh, Michael, uh, I said uh, Michael Johnson, Michael Jordan, sorry. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. All of those players, uh, even Kareem, go back into way back in the day, they had legendary work ethic at what they did. And so what they were doing was they were pushing themselves to get better and, and practice and develop different types of techniques and shots. And so what they were doing is creating more um, elongation to their game, if you will. So they had more opportunities to do what they needed to do in crutch time. And so that's why they became great players. Obviously, they had great talent. But I would suggest to you that you have great talent. The question is, what are you doing to assess and develop yourself? If you're the company, what are we doing to assess? If you're the individual, what are we doing to assess and develop? The third component of this is the discipline, the discipline to get it done. We need to put the energy and the effort in. You need to wake up and recognize that you need to look at your goal planning system every day. You need to remind yourself of what it is you're aspiring to do. You need that achievement plan. Uh, Wally, uh, he, he calls his the prosperity plan. Ours is called the achievement plan. Either way, it's really a system of discipline for you to view that and say, 
This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. I want to make X amount of dollars. I want to sell X amount of transactions. I want DFOs to be you know, 95% uh, or better, meaning that 5% diagnostic fee only. I want to be able to do lead turnovers. I want to be able to sell high efficiency equipment. I want to learn VRF. I want to understand how to do all those things. So dedication, desire, and discipline. So the, the technician owns these two relationships. You can't make me taller, and I'm responsible for these three areas. So listen, I can push you, and I can uh, kick you, and I can drag you, and I can coach you, and I can put my arm around you, and I can do all those things as a coach or a mentor and help you understand these things. But at the end of the day, I can't make you do it. So these things are things that the technician themselves own. What we need to think about then is that third area. And this is really our discussion in the video today is the technique. So what technique can we apply to our service technicians and to our group to assess them, develop them, and so to inch you forward tomorrow to be a little bit better than you were today. And then on you know, Thursday, a little bit better than you were on Wednesday. And on Friday, a little bit better you, than you were on Thursday and so forth. That is, in fact, what we need to do. It is a, a goal-driven process that's driven by assessments. The role of the technician starts that discussion. Assuming we understand this is the ownership of the technician and this is the ownership of me, the company owner of the service management function. Or frankly, if you're out on your own and you're doing your own work, you have to make up your own mind that your technique needs to improve. So that leads us to the idea that we need a benchmarking process. We need to know where I start today. So if I'm starting at, uh, just going back into my baseball days, and so I was running like a 4-7, uh, 40-yard dash. And so the question was, well, I wasn't going to be able to play college baseball unless I got a little faster, a little stronger, developed a better arm, you know, understood a little bit more about the technique, about how to actually get on base, you know, uh, just paying attention to the details inside of that. So eventually, you know, through weight work and through training and through, you know, constant practice with coaching, with the assessment of the coaching from a technical point of view, I was able to run a 4-5 and I was able to you know, get a little stronger. I was able to understand how to get on base through bunting and skill sets that were developed over a period of time. That started with the benchmarking process. That started with a coach saying, well, this is where you need to be. This is where you are. If you aspire to do these things, this is the stuff you're going to have to do to get better. So when we benchmark, there are three areas that we need to benchmark you, and these are all tests that reside on the site. So the first one is a technical test. Does the technician actually know how to fix and repair the devices that we have? So that's pretty easy because most of technicians that we have out there, that's really what they're good at. So the idea of being analytical as a social style and understanding how to diagnose, understanding how to go through the diagnostic process of the machines, um, clearly, we need to do technical training and we need to have our suppliers, we need to have our service management function, we need to understand the various types of equipment, the tools, and how we're going to actually complete those repairs. But we can do this and mess this up and we end up with a customer complaint or we end up with a customer who isn't writing a review about us that's saying you know, nice things about you as a technician and the company and the brand so we don't get the referrals, we don't get the growth. So, it's entirely possible to do this well and still not win. So the second side of that is what we call the client facing or the social styles. That's your ability to connect. 
So I've listed out the seven steps of the sales process, you know, which is its own unique video on the site. But the three areas that we're talking about here are propriety, your ability to connect with another human being and make them trust you. That's the idea of competency, but also the idea of likability. Do you like the customer? Does the customer like you? Are you able to smile at them? Do they feel that happy, you know, easygoing personality and social style? Do you understand how to encourage the client? Make them feel that you have this, that you know, you know what the solutions are. You're going to be able to solve their problem today. Are all of those three things in place? So listen, most technicians, their interest is to go ahead and finish the technical work. And they rarely understand that it's entirely possible for this to be fixed, this to be broken, we lose. It's also possible for this to be fixed, this not to get fixed, and you still win. So you need to think about that. If the customer likes you and we don't actually complete the repair the first time we end up with a callback, it's entirely possible that they will forgive us because we were likable. So likability goes a long way. People buy from people they like. Awesome content as always there from Gary, and there's plenty more from him on tech communication, such as the perfect service call, running a daily huddle for your technicians, presenting options to customers, and of course, much, much more. So if you're not a member, click on the join button at the top of this page, get a free 30-day trial. You'll get access to all of Gary's other videos, along with our full online courses and tons of other resources. We're going to continue this conversation next week with Gary, so be sure and tune in. Until then, bye-bye for now.